Hi, this is Sheldon Primus with Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus. That's the podcast that helps you learn the business of being a safety consultant. I'm going to continue that tradition right now with Safety Consulting 101. This is the second annual Safety Consultant 101 that we're going to do. And I am going to go over everything to finding your perfect client, choosing the name that will fit and resonate with that client. We're going to learn how to write proposals. Can I have a one-on-one time for those people who would like to speak with me one-on-one and time to reflect about what we learn? Learn about partnerships and CEUs and how to use those to boost your business. Learn about event coordination, email marketing, and even instructional design. That's Safety Consulting 101. To find out more information about the event, go to viewstub.com forward slash safety consulting 101. That's viewstub.com forward slash safety consulting 101. Here's the thing about new cherry vanilla Coke. Though cherries named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been vanilla cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke cherry vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke vanilla cherry Coke or cherry vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it la Coke de la vanilla de la cherry de la creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. This episode is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by SafetyConsultantBlueprint.com. In this week's episode, we're going to go over five considerations for building your business through travel. Do you feel that your knowledge would be better served if you were your own boss? Your knowledge can help more people improve their workplace safety. Most of what you know may be wasting in a job that limits what you can do for the overall health and safety of workers. Now is the time to start your own business while you're still working for your current employer. Start your own safety consultant business with the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. Get your business legal in just a week. Brand yourself as an authority in safety, even on a shoestring budget. No more stressing about how to price your services fairly, but still make a profit. And experience the amazing feeling of being your own boss. This 100% online video course is instructor-led and will give you detailed steps to keep you focused as to what to do next to grow your business. Lay out strategies to keep you maximizing your marketing and networking efforts. And explain how to get money in between clients. Register today at safetyconsultantblueprint.com and enter the code PODCAST. Welcome to episode 28 of the Safety Consultant Podcast Show with Sheldon Primus. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus, and in this show, I help you, the safety consultant, or 
those that play the role of a safety consultant and help you learn the business of being a safety consultant. See, if there's a drinking game for safety consultant, you probably would be a little buzzed by now, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, get uh, going with the episode and what we're going to talk about. So this week, I was kind of thinking about travel because I've been doing a lot of traveling lately. I've uh, had to go back to having to fly in hotels and Airbnbs and I was kind of thinking, so when I do get back on the road and doing the RV thing, I want to make sure I have some communities in mind to come back to for when I do more of my nonprofit that I started, which is the National Environmental and Occupational Safety Training, Inc., NEASTI. And if you want to check out that, it's NEASTI.org, N-E-O-S-T-I.org, IRS. 501c3 nonprofit. And the goal of this nonprofit is to bring all safety and health training, including environmental, have to add that too. Obviously, it's in the name. I want to bring that training over to people right where they are in their home communities for free or very cheap. So the barrier for training isn't there. So that is the idea behind the OSTI. And I want to go everywhere. I want to go to all the territories of the U.S. Uh, so it's national and it will cover all territories. So I'm starting small. It's just me right now. I have some events that's on the calendar. If you're in the Denver, Colorado area, I want to travel to the Denver, Colorado area. There's an event there uh, happening in Denver. So go ahead and go to the Asti dot org n-e-o-s-t-i dot org backslash safety fm and you can register for that so that is one of the things that's going on but i've been traveling lately so i've been really kind of thinking about you know how can i make this part of growing my business and what are reasons to travel so i got myself just wrapped around in some of that and i came up with five considerations towards why you should grow your business through travel. So that's what I came up with. Five considerations of how you could grow your business through increasing travel. So number one, the reason why or reason that you can grow your business through this method is think about all the people you come in contact through LinkedIn or training or if you go to do some sort of um, ASSP convention or the National Safety uh, Council's convention. So if you do something like that, then you're going to meet some of these professionals and they're probably going to be all over the country. So let's think about if you could do business in all 50 states. Then you get some traveling done if you like to travel. Uh, you'll also be able to really organically spread your name out and it is then possible that you could even grow your business by having other safety consultants that you will hire either as a 1099 or through a company and that could be a going concern in a community so the possibility is really really good for expanding your business it's almost like a franchising model if you choose to have several different 
consultants in the area. So that's one of my thoughts behind this. So I've really been, been thinking about that. And I know that the closer you get to individuals means that you can look someone in the eye. You can shake their hands at a location that they're at that they're not expecting to see you. Your impression is going to be so much more just greater because you were able to be someplace where it is someone's home and they know that it took some effort for you to get there. And that works even double when it's international. You have to go out and you take a flight and you get your hotel and you go to where you need to go. That international travel will also show that you have a degree of dedication to get to see that client get to do that work. So proximity really makes a difference. Getting close to the client is important. Next thing, number two, is networking. Again, networking, 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 networking has always been a big thing. So networking as if you live there is the key. So when you're out in that area, uh, just go ahead and network and say, just make it seem, which it is possible, that you could show up and perform for a client and do some work for them at any time. So go ahead and network as if you can be there. Don't uh, rule you out because of distance or because of where your company is based. So I've always put that my company is international, even though I'm based in Florida. I go anywhere. And I'm trying to go anywhere. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're in a different country, hit me up. Hit your consultant up, right? I've been trying to get over to um, the Middle East area for a while. I've been trying to get over to Malaysia. That's another one of the areas I really would like to. I'm not going to bring OSHA compliance there because it's not uh, applicable unless they request it as a, uh, a form of what they would do for best practices. I don't know, but either way, I'm open to it. But really, I'm looking for more things like safety culture and uh, some things that may help with components of safety, overall management, things like that. So those are the things I'm strong in. I'll just go do that. But you network as if you can be there at a moment's notice. And that does make a difference. So that is tip or step number two. So number three, so make travel part of your proposal. So though there may be some barriers uh, for you to get someplace because you'll have to fly or drive or whatever you're going to do. Uh, don't pay for that out of pocket uh, without being reimbursed. So then even though it's going to raise your proposal price a little, then you're going to uh, get that back. And if they want you, they'll pay for you. And I'll tell you from, from experience, if a company wants you to come over there and do some work, they have paid all their services that they needed. So they will pay if they want you. So go ahead and put your price in. Be reasonable, be fair. And in some cases I say, hey, you get me there and I don't, you know, then you don't have to pay my per diem, but I have my travel and per diem. This is how much I expect. 
and you give me equivalent accommodations from what I would have made, and hey, we're good. You could probably get it cheaper because you may have a local deal that I can't get. And if you want to save money through travel, you make all the arrangements. I show up at the airport. I show up at the place to get my car, and then you know I show up at the hotel and get everything worked out. Uh, <laughs> I just. If you、uh, are listening, you're going to hear some dogs in the background as we are doing this podcast.、Uh, these dogs surrounding me at my Airbnb. Speaking of travel, right? I'm at an Airbnb in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Really great Airbnb. I'm, I'm almost over hotels altogether. I'll, I'll tell you that for truth. But.、Uh, With this Airbnb here,、uh, dogs on either side are barking like crazy. So I will do that disclaimer for this podcast、uh, and apologize ahead of time if you hear that in the background. Just bear with me. Hopefully, my voice is louder than your than theirs. So that was making travel part of your proposal. So we're down to four. I was making this a nice quick podcast today. So we're down to four, and four says, "Find a way to speak at an event." So that was my notes. I wrote down just a little bit of notes so I can help myself out, remember these tips. But if you could find a way to do a speaking event, and one of the ways that I did it, I remember when I was getting started, I was invited to speak at the Louisiana Safety Governor. Or Louisiana Governor Safety、uh, Expo, and I've done it several years in a row. I've missed、uh, two years because of different commitments, but other than that, I really had a good time. They paid for me to get up there, and I spoke you know, a couple of sessions. Yeah, it was awesome. But while I'm there, I'm also networking, and I'm also promoting, and I'm also trying to do my best to add value to them. I also、uh, have a relationship with the、uh, people who do the events. So while I'm there, I try to help out. Sometimes I'll man a booth or whatever that they need because I am their guest, and anywhere I go. So this is just a little tip for me. Uh, before the tip of the week, right? <laughs> But anywhere I go, I really try to feel like I am there to service them, service the client, service the training stations、uh, or the training centers, whatever. I want to be there to help them out, whatever they need to do. I'll make coffee, uh, uh, set up, break down, whatever. So while I'm there at the governor's. Conference in Louisiana is Baton Rouge, and one was in、uh, Nash.、Uh, excuse me, one was in New Orleans once, and I just really love that.、Uh, brought、uh, spoke, brought some cards and everything else, and it was a real good meeting for me. And I got a, a lot out of it. People got a lot out of both presentations that I did. Even、uh, one of the presentations I did was surviving an OSHA audit, and there was an OSHA inspector, assistant area director in the actual meeting when I was doing that. I didn't know; I've never met him before. But afterwards, he came up and he thanked me, and he said that I. Uh, had OSHA in a positive light, and it was exactly how people should fight an OSHA audit. So that meant a lot to me; it really did. And just being there, being 
proximity near to the place willing to say yes. Uh, that's not one of the, the tips, but I am going to say that now that if you are willing to say yes to some of these gigs, even though there's travel, it will pay off for you in the long run. Just really give it a shot. You want this stuff to pay off for you. So say yes to these things and don't let fear of traveling uh, be something that's going to hold you back from progressing and growing your business. So seek to, to grow your business in any way possible. Last tip, number five, is going to be flood the market with your cards and promotion as best as you can. So whenever you get to that conference, whenever you get to wherever you're going, I, especially if I'm speaking, I'll put a stack of my cards at a table next to me. So whenever I'm done, and uh, usually there's a line, so you have to, you know, get everybody moving, answer their questions as quick as possible so you can get the next person and so on and shake hands. So after you're done speaking, you have that opportunity. I keep my card right there. So if someone can't wait in line to talk to me any longer, they'll snatch up my card. I've got my email on there. They'll send me a quick email or sometimes I've gotten phone calls. Hey, I heard you at this conference and here, do you have a moment to talk? And Here's my concerns, and we talk it over, and uh, that's happened. So it is possible for you to get business just by speaking or business just by proximity. Just be, par- be prepared. It, it doesn't help you if you don't have cards available and take cards. So whenever someone comes and they ask you a little bit about, you know, your topic, you know, say, hey, thank you for your interest. Uh, and here's my card. Do you have one of yours? And follow up. Send them an email on Monday or send them an email sometime next week and say, hey, uh, thank you for coming to my presentation. And if you have to do any uh, research, go ahead and add research in that email. But then just say to them, you know, if I'm available as a consultant and a trainer for anything else, if you do need me to come out, I will. And when you price, you could price per day, per half day, you could price per project, however you want to do it. There's a lot of people, and I think I'm going to start doing this for myself, is just going ahead and price those things per day with whatever per diem I have for travel. That's been something I've been thinking about for a long time. So I'm going to really focus in on that, and that's going to be more of my, my business model there going forward. So that's five quick things that you could think of to help grow your business through travel. So use that consideration. Hopefully it'll help you out. And I will be right back with the tip of the week. Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested. It has good information. Don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people onto focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other 
consulting course that was more of a generalist form, but I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people a direct path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. Tip of the week. In this week's tip, I am going to add something that Ryder uh, Cobb, who is my mentor, and he's one of the developers of the cost program. If you have not listened to episode 27, that's the episode where I introduce you to Ryder. So Ryder gave me an idea during that episode that I'm really going into starting to develop a little bit more. And that is speak to the OSHA consultation office wherever you are. Get to know them. Have them be part of your life, part of your business, and you also find a way to add value and add service to them. And there are some times where they will need to have some extra help. So in those cases, then you will be top of mind as well as you might be able to coordinate something with them together. So when he told me that and he mentioned that, my first thought was, yeah, I kind of... I kind of thought that maybe there might be some synergy, but I was in the back of my head thinking that maybe that would end up being thought of as competitive service for them. And in some ways we can. So I would imagine that in certain areas, there will probably be more need for additional consultant than others. So that will probably work out area by area. So my first thought was, hey, maybe I could do this to travel into a new area and then start getting, uh, well, start finding out how I could help. Because that's the key. You want to make sure whatever you do, whatever service it is, it's for the purposes of helping and the money will follow. So I I truly believe, and you'll feel better about yourself because you're helping people out. And uh, at all possible, I want to do it through uh, grant money and free training. I really want to get free training all across the country to areas that do not have the opportunity to be trained. And that's the purpose of the nonprofit National Environmental and Occupational Safety Training, Inc. So that's why I started that. All right. So that is the tip of the week. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. And again, I would like to ask if you can subscribe to this podcast, please, 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 please share this podcast. If you like it, share it with a friend. Uh, If you see a post of it on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, go ahead and retweet, share it, like it, Uh, send it to a group member. That would really help me out. And if you are on iTunes uh, or any of your podcatching service, uh, then if you could leave me a review, that'd be awesome. I appreciate it. If, uh, if you do, that'd be a wonderful way to say thank you for the content I'm providing. And I would say thank you for listening. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday. 
This podcast is being sponsored by safetyconsultantblueprint.com. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke. Or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke. Or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. Hey, this is Sheldon Primus with Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus, and that's the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. I just want to invite you this September to an event called OSHA Compliance Help. This event is going to be co-hosted with my business partner, Kevin Yarbrough. Uh, Kevin Yarbrough has retired from OSHA as the Assistant Area Director of the Tampa office, and he has 26 years of service with OSHA. So in this event, what we're going to do is we're truly going to go over things that have uh, effectively been hard for people to understand about OSHA. So we'll talk about how to survive and thrive through an OSHA audit, OSHA record keeping, understanding the CFRs, how to decode compliance letters, and much, much more. This is going to be your time to truly talk to someone who's been in the business and someone who's been in OSHA together. So go to viewstub.com forward slash OSHA compliance help. Viewstub.com forward slash OSHA compliance help for more information and for event tickets.